All right, let's do this. Welcome to Sunday Pour. Holiday season continues. Thursday night taping means yet another holiday movie. And in 1992, a couple geniuses got together and said, uh, what do you think would happen if we did risky business, but with a 10-year-old instead? And the classic holiday family movie, Home Alone, came out of it. Um, let's bring in, and, and I think this is maybe one of the most rewatchable movies. I don't like, don't, don't like to use that word on the show, but it might be one of the most rewatchable movies ever created. I hate I'm to start- be a stick. I hate to be a stickler, but 1990. What I said, 92? Yeah, 92's Home Alone 2, which I also, I also watched fairly no, recently. Be a stickler, good, good for a sequel. Good for a sequel. sequel. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's the same movie again. It's just in New York. Not a big. I like Home Alone too, but uh, it's you know, the the lady in the park doesn't do it for me. Uh, pigeons. Yeah, pigeon lady doesn't do it for me. I like the movie. No, no, yeah, no. I apologize. Yeah, of course. Fuck the first thing I said. The first thing I alluded to at all of the movie was incorrect. So, uh, just shows you how much you could trust your hosts <laughs> of the show. Um. But um, what do you think? Am I am I right? I was watching it, and I'm like, this movie just never – I don't think I ever get sick of that movie. No, it's in – you did use the word rewatchable. In terms of uh, just classic movie cla- – classic Christmas movies of our lifetime, so we'll go like 40 years, 1980 on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right up there. Christmas yeah. Vacation, Home Alone, Christmas Story. I mean, it's it's in a small basket of movies that you can just turn on and pick up whenever you want. You can watch it on cable. You know, it's, I don't know what, what it's even rated, PG or PG-13. Probably, Probably PG-13. No, PG. But Buzz gets a little risky there. No, nah, I don't <laughs> – I wouldn't let you sleep with me if you were growing on my ass. Yeah, it's PG. It's a one ass. One ass. You're a lot of ass. Buzz's face is worth a (laughs) PG-13. I think the worst that Pesci does uh, when he says he'll snap off his cojones. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's PG. It's probably PG. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's uh, like a perfect storm. I mean, it's like, like Macaulay Culkin was like the child star of the times. He was great. He was great in the movie. The kid's 10 years old. He was phenomenal. Like his delivery is not awkward. He's a fine, he's a fine actor for, you know, fine actor. I was going to say for his age, but he's just a fine actor, period, especially for this kind of movie. Uh, the bad guys are perfect. You know, Pesci was right at the height of his powers. Stern, classic goofball, uh, right-hand man kind of guy. Catherine yep. O'Hara, everybody loves her. Like she's, you know, she's America's mom. John Hurd, the dad. I mean, everybody loves that guy. And also, like, really, go down the line, and now a, a lesser podcast might say that Home Alone has a deep bench. We're not going to say that. But, I mean, just look at the supporting characters. Like, the minor characters in this movie are unforgettable. Like, the pizza guy. Um, like, you, like the, the Dirty Angels cast. Johnny, you know, Johnny and Snakes. Like, sure. Yeah. The cashier, the old man, uh, the Santa Claus at the end. 
they're all yeah. very all very memorable. The police officers when they're calling from overseas, um, you know, I have I have uh, what did you say? I have uh, the guy eating the donut. Yeah, yeah, hysterical yeah. on two, or whatever. <laughs> um, and then I mean, of course, and like the the legend John Candy, he's a just a he shows up a little more than halfway through the movie, and he's I mean, he steals the scenes that he's in. Obviously, he's he's phenomenal in the scenes that he's in. Um, but it just, I think that's part of why it makes it such a great movie. Like every scene, like there's not, there's not a, a pigeon lady. Yeah. Um, do the McAllisters rub you the wrong way at all? <laughs> uh, yeah. Off the bat too, right off the bat. And I'm not talking about the extended family. I'm talking about the, the mom and the dad. The fact that there's a cop in their house in the beginning and neither of them as a red flag goes up, like just why is why is that normal? Like this guy doesn't belong here. Right. I went to, I went I went to the garden the other night and the guy told me, like the usher told me that it was in a suite. We got a suite through work. And the usher told me the wrong suite number. So I was supposed to go to eight and he told me four. So I go down to four, I walk in, immediately I'm getting eyeballs from people and I like, you know, gave my name, my company. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm they're like that. None of that makes that means anything to us. I was like, Oh, okay. I was like, I asked him if it was this particular suite. He said, no, it's not us. I was like, oh. yeah. Eyeballs. Like you didn't belong. No, I heard somebody say, who are these guys? And oh. I was, and I spoke right up. Cause I thought I, you know, I thought I belonged there and uh, I didn't, and they were cool about it. But I mean, you know, immediately they knew there was a, a flying ointment. You know, Pesci's sitting there in the beginning, right from the get-go, he's in there. And they stay, uh, no issues at all. So, yeah, yeah. Quick, side, quick side story that's sort of related to your story. One time I was visiting people up at school at UConn, mm-hmm. and I was uh, going to an apartment I had never been to. I don't remember whose apartment it was. It was like probably a friend of a friend of a friend, like a kind of apartment, kind of a party. Yeah. And I may have been tripping on something <laughs> and we walked, we walked into the wrong party and just set up shop like with our booze and stuff. <laughs> and like, I could, I could feel the eyeballs around us. Like it's like, it's college. So you kind of like, it's hard, it's easy to blend in, but also there's people who are like, who the fuck is this? And like, finally we were like, I forget who, whoever's party it was like, where's uh Joe or something throwing out a name. <laughs> No, like ah, uh, no, nah, this isn't it. Like, all right, well, I'll see you later. Grab our booze and leave. So I know, I know what it's like to have those eyes on you when you don't belong. Nobody and nobody thought it was weird that he was in the house. Right, Everybody, he's a cop. Yeah, even yeah, cop shows up. It's not like haha. Hey, all right, stick around. Have some eggnog. <laughs> what are you doing, Peter McAllister? <laughs> some fun. Well, yeah, I know. What's Peter? Do we know what Peter does for a living? I mean, what's yeah, where you got all that money from? I mean, that's a big. That's at least a million and a half dollar house, right? Has to be. And, and I know. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's. A, I think I read that um, there was speculation that it was the same house in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Okay. But I think it's just a similar, it's a similar house. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. It, well, John Hughes wrote for Chicago and everything in Chicago. I Chicago think I, owns Christmas movies, man. They just crank them out for holiday movies. I guess. Planes, trains, you know, they, they got, uh, they love, they love Christmas there in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is skipping ahead a little bit, just a speculation on the size of the house. Yeah. 
the house across the street is so tiny <laughs> compared that, uh, to the one they flood. The one they flood. Yeah, yeah. I got. I got to. I guess I got to do a comparison now in my head. Yeah, I guess so. The kitchen's tiny. Yeah, there's like that's like a mansion compared to that house. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a the nice neighbors neighborhood, don't though. like the McAllisters. I don't think the neighbors like the McAllisters. Well, I mean, obviously that's like a big. A big reason the movie works is because uh, everybody's away. Everybody happens to be away during the holidays in the mm-hmm. neighborhood. But I mean, you're gonna tell me the McAllisters don't have one friend, family member, coworker that can check in. That means they're. That's what I'm saying. I know the phones were down, but I mean, you know, there's they got through the police officers. You know, they got through the cops. You don't have. And one. not for nothing, when the aunt, the blonde Frank's wife, comes back and it's like, ah, oh, all answering machines. It's like, did you leave a message? <laughs> did, you, did you happen to leave a message just go yeah please kevin's there yeah please crying out loud jesus um what's her name shirley the the oh, aunt, i don't know yeah would you would you be able to um bet your like could you pick out the McAllister's five kids would you be able to bet your life on it what do you mean pick out their five kids because there's so many kids. There's, like, the nephews and whatnot. Could you pick out Kevin and who his four siblings are? Oh, I didn't realize he had four siblings. There's five. I think it's five, right? Don't they have five uh, kids? I don't know, man. Buzz. I don't know. Who's the, who's the girl counting? She's the only one I care about. I didn't know how she fits into the family. The girl counting. That's the only one I care about. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. she was 25 at the time of this movie. I made sure to look that up. She also made an appearance in the first season of Ray Donovan. Back like eight years ago, still looking fine. Wow. Um, I don't think she's one of the daughters. I think she's a niece, or because you know they're go because Frank has kids. I don't know if I think Fuller might be Frank's kid. Makes sense, yeah. Um, Frank raising a pervert. <laughs> makes, per- <laughs> makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense that Karen Calkin is Frank's kid. Yeah, and then there's the his brother. Oh, um. I forget his name. He references his name once. Um, I want to say Peter, but that's obviously the father. But then there's the brother. So it must be three brothers, and their kids are with them too. Remember the girl at the beginning talking to Pesci? She's like, oh, my parents live in Paris. Yeah, yeah. That's who they're going to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, I didn't even realize they had that many. So, no, I would not bet my life. I wouldn't bet $3 on it. I'm pretty sure the, 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 the redhead is one of them. Pete, I, call, I don't know what his name is in the movie. Oh, Pete, uh, maybe, yeah. Yeah. He's one of them. And I think the blonde girl, you're what the French say. Les incompetents. Right. I think she's one too. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. He's such a disease, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually on Kevin's side, man. I, I could see how this family could rub him the wrong way. Yeah, he really like, look. Uh, I'm not sure he really did anything that bad. What do you what do you get? He just he put Buzz is being a real asshole to him. Buzz is a dick. He really and, is a dick. Buzz. And he and he attacked. He, you know, he's protect. He not protect himself, but he was he was sticking up for himself. Where does Buzz get off? How much older than Kevin is Buzz? Piece of shit. Picking on <laughs> coming to him. Oh, I don't so know. No, old enough to have Playboys. Some well, could be anywhere between Kevin's age and you know 99. What a chest that was, too. I don't know if you – I didn't really look that closely, but I picked up on – it was Playboys, Junior Mints, 
And I think I saw a Twinkie in there. Oh yeah, we got to do a deep dive on the on Buzz's chest. We got to do inventory on his uh, on the shitty hides in there. Yeah, or it's firecrackers, right? Because now we're having us the firecrackers. Yeah, it's firecrackers. Got the BB gun hanging on the wall. Really? What f- kind of a sociopath has a tarantula as a pet? Well, you know, Buzz. That's that is Buzz. It's, uh, on brand. But firecrackers really did fool. Really did fool the pizza guy. <laughs> did. I had a line th- at sinker. I have a theory on that because for a long time, I was like, this pizza guy, like, how does that fool him? Like, it shouldn't fool him. It doesn't sound like a fucking Tommy gun. It doesn't yeah. sound like any kind of gun. It sounds like firecrackers. Even though I don't care if they're in a little fucking pot. They sound like firecrackers. Yeah, so, I mean, I could see being startled by the firecracker sound, you know, diving into the snow and slipping all over the place, maybe a little much, but I could see, I could see being startled when you're not right, expecting it. Right, but if you thought it was getting shot at, why does he call the cops, right? Why, why isn't why the police get a call after that? So that was always wondered that, but I figured, I realized today, once he got away, he realized that he got, he was fooled. He realized that it wasn't guns. He realized somebody was fucking with him and he was like, I'm not calling the cops. That's my theory on that. Right. He was probably a little, like, realized someone got over on him, a little ashamed and embarrassed, probably just cut his losses. Definitely embarrassed, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the first red flag is not being suspicious of the cop. Um, I mean, just a cop hanging out in your living room. Like, the first thing I'm going to think is what it's, you know, what did Buzz do? (laughs) Like, I'm, I'm thinking somebody's in trouble. I see a cop in the living room, right? Yeah, I'm lighting the kids up. Yeah, for sure. Instead, the mother's telling him, "Oh yeah, we're leaving for France tomorrow." Telling, yeah, tells him everything, everything. Like, like I always get on people, and nowadays, this day and age, like don't don't put that shit on Facebook. No, no, different country. Don't, I mean, you're just you know you're setting yourself up. Yeah, I know the whole idea is he's a cop, you should trust him. But one, he just showed up out of nowhere. Two, he's just making his, he's making himself at home in your foyer there. You know, yeah. don't go yapping to him. Find out it's what the fuck much. he's doing there first. Yeah. I'm finding that yeah, I would find that very suspicious. And the know, second I, he I asks me, the second he asks me what I'm doing, I'm ask I'm asking him to get out of there, or I'm making a call, being like, Did you guys send cop, a cop over here to look at my house? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. Bingo. This is, Get out of my house. Get out of my house, Joe Pesci. All right. So that's 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 the first thing with the parents. Um, <laughs> what else? All right. Here's another one. We're probably going to skip around, but this this was a big one. This, yeah. this one bothered me. Okay. All right. They lose power overnight. None of these – no grown man or woman is able to get up before <laughs> 8 a.m. on their own. <laughs> Yeah, eight on the dot. Yeah, everybody. Just, I mean, come on. You know, well, like, you know, if you don't roll over once, you can't look at the clock because the clock doesn't have the right time. So maybe they rolled over, looked at the clock, didn't, didn't realize. I don't know. I've gone on plenty of trips in my life where I got to make a flight or whatever. First of all, you don't, you barely sleep the night before, man, it's just because you got to wake up. Like it's never a good sleep. <laughs> never. It's never. You know what I mean? And, you know and. These fucking assholes are in their pajamas and shit. Like, come on. You got to be up and, like, ready to go. Well, you know Frank's not getting up. You're not, Frank's not reliable. We know that. Frank is a dick. Frank's a cheap fuck. He is. He, Frank is one of those adults 
that like likes to remind you that he's an adult and he has like some sort of power over you. Yeah, yeah. He likes to lord his adulthood over you. Yeah, for sure. Although I did find myself laughing really hard when they're on the plane and he was oh. and he was telling her to stick the china or whatever the the crystal into her pocketbook. Oh, they're gonna say the reading glasses line. The reading glasses line is like peak Frank. Oh yeah, <laughs> the reading glasses line is good too. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, sleep. Not only the adults, but like kids getting ready to go on a big trip. Yeah, and always. There's no way they're sleeping until yeah, eight yeah. o'clock. Yeah. The kid across the street is already up, out of the house, dressed. <laughs> yeah. And that kid's a dick too, man. Going through their luggage. <laughs> The camera? I mean, come on. Bring me something French. Yeah. Um, Fuller? I mean, Fuller's sleeping till 8 a.m. in a gallon of piss. You <laughs> <laughs> should that fucking Pepsi. I don't believe Yeah. It. Oh, it did bother me, too, with the milk. Why are they drinking so much milk? Can I get rid of it? It was going to go bad while they're away. Okay. Um, that, that's... But kids? I mean, the kids drink the milk. Adults sitting there drinking milk. That's with pizza, that's, yeah, it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. That's a, that that is, is a thing. People do like like drinking milk with meals. Yeah, I don't pizza. That doesn't go. It's got a soda or beer. It may be like maybe like iced tea, but even iced tea is odd to me. You need something carbonated with pizza. Yeah, yeah, you need to burn yeah. up a couple of times. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. So the other day when you said when we closed the show, you said something about I have some problems with the McAllisters. Yeah, I was like, I was definitely looking a little harder than I would normally for that particular thing. So I definitely have a complaint about the McAllisters. Okay, why when they get to Paris, why is the whole family have to be subjected to dealing with Kate and Pete's fuck up? Why can't they just stay there and have a good time? Why do they got to worry about Kevin? Dude, Pete wants to stay and have a good time. He's like, let's go to my brother's. Yeah, Pete's like, yeah, forget. It. We can't do anything from here anyway. Let's go. Yeah, out. let's go get a bite to eat. Where he is, we'll get a, let's, go. <laughs> let's go get a baguette. It's just Kevin. It's not like he's our favorite or anything. Right, right, right. They, got, they definitely got the important kids with them that they actually love. Yeah, and Pete not staying behind, unacceptable. He's got to be at the airport with his wife trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. True, and he, but he did he did make – I mean, he ended up getting home at the same time as her, so he probably made – well, no, nah, you're right. He's got to stay behind. Yeah, and I, well, then she, she, was, she was hopping all over from Dallas to whatever, to Scranton. Like, you know, she was hopping everywhere. This yeah, be, Pete's got to Pete's got to stay. Gotta stand by her, yeah. But he's got the he's got the, he does have the other. I, see, I did think about this. He does have the other four kids though. Yeah, you're but gonna pass your kids off on to his brother. I mean, you're assuming that you know Frank could at least get him there. And, and I'm that, not sure who, who's who's the next youngest after Kevin. Uh, I don't. He, Kevin might. Kevin is the youngest. I think because they they kind of talk down to him and treat him like he's the youngest. Fuller's yeah, not. Yeah, Fuller's not one of his. Kevin's the youngest. All the other ones are older. Right now, but who's the next youngest? Like, if he's ten, oh. the next youngest has to be like twelve, right? It's old enough. Probably the probably the blonde girl. Yeah, she's old enough. The way she talks, she talks like she's twenty five years old. She can 
She can she get care. Yeah, she's she, yeah, she's pretty mature. She's much more mature than even Buzz. Then everybody's got to come back on Friday morning. They're supposed to be over there for Christmas. Everybody's got to get on the plane back. I mean, I'd rather I'd rather be in Chicago for Christmas than France. I mean, you already made the commitment. <laughs> you already made the commitment. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I mean, that's yeah, true. You might be the kind of guy that gets there real, when you guys realize that Kevin's gone. You're like, thank Christ, we can go back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. I missed that guy. I missed that little shit. <laughs> well, no, I'd want to go back to be sure he didn't fuck up my room. Yeah. Um, can I make another observation? I'm jumping all over the place. No, no worries. It's, 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 it's an early Festivus uh, airing our grievances. With- <laughs> <laughs> this is a grievance. This is a grievance. I'm not even going to bring up that he left the garage open because I, I could see that happening. First of all, why were they in the garage, though? Did they... Was it open from the night before? Did he have to go in there and get something that morning? Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things he remembered. Yeah, like he, it wasn't like it was open for two days if I had to close yeah. it. So I don't know what you would need in there, but good question. We'll never know. I'm not even. I'm not even going to be um, a stickler about that because that could happen. Uh, so still, you towards the, the you got to shut the garage. <laughs> When uh, when Pesci walks in, when he finally enters the house after his you know his third try or whatever towards mm-hmm. the end, mm-hmm. on the plane when they're trying to figure out what they forgot, the mother says something. Did you uh, did you unplug the coffee pot? Mm-hmm. Did she say that? Uh, no, yeah, he's like, uh, no, she, I forgot to unplug the coffee pot, or did I unplug the coffee pot? He's like, no, I did. I right. the coffee pot, yeah. So the coffee pot is right on the um, counter when Pesci walks in. Yeah. It's got a quarter, it's got like a quarter pot of coffee. There's That's... no way they brewed coffee oh, when yeah. they were running that late, right? No, no way. Oh, yeah. So are they letting coffee sit around from the day before? That's a little. No, they must have made coffee because why would they have to turn it off if they didn't make it that morning? Hmm. They were out of the house in 15 minutes. I mean, I know I could have sucked down at least a cup or two getting out of the house in 15 minutes. But brewing it, though, you got to make it. Well, it could have been, oh, see, I was going to say it could have been on a timer, but no yeah, power. No so. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. And just, a, they... just a little plot. I'm not getting mad at the plot hole. I mean, it's a comedy and everything, but uh, I'm just trying to figure out. I'm just trying to Still figure out. Yeah. It's a McAllister's thing, not a not a plot device thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Though the alarm is the thing that bothered me the most. Sleep sleeping till eight o'clock when you know you gotta be out of the house. Yeah, and you gotta blame Peter on that. He's the man of the house. You gotta have everyone up and out. Yeah. You got five kids, man. Yeah. I mean, how the hell are you how the hell are you getting a full night's sleep with five kids? Yeah. Period. Ever, then you ever, got more kids. Ever. You got your brother's kids. Ugh. This guy's sleeping oh, like a, a baby, man. Oh, you got a house full. It's even worse. You're always on edge. Every noise. What the fuck are they doing? What are they doing? Right. Now? Who's getting up? Where are they going? Don't don't go to the kitchen. Don't. Ah, oh, in the fucking kitchen. Don't oh, go. I know. Don't don't open the beer. I told him I don't want. I don't want about drinking that beer, but me. <laughs> yeah. No. You're 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 on high alert when your house is full like that. Yeah. Especially Peter slept like a baby. Yeah, especially when you go to sleep at night and you just see everything is settling. 
you hear everything go on in the house. But it's yeah. Yeah, Pete uh ah, Pete might have taken something. <laughs> I can see Xanax to yeah, I can, sleep. I can see Pete crushing up a couple of Xanaxes in his milk. <laughs> yeah. It's a clockwork orange. What did they put morphine in their milk? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's a nice drink too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um pizza pretty cheap back then. Twelve ten Twelve bucks per large? It sounds about right, though, for the time, I think. No, yeah, it does sound right. I'm just saying it was a lot cheaper. Little Nero's. 122.50 for 10 pies. Oh, here, I got a question. Yeah. Do you remember a time in your life as a kid where you only ate cheese pizza? Uh, I was probably younger than 10. It's probably yeah, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember ever... Uh, no, well, I mean, it was always cheese. pepperoni. It was always pepperoni, though. Like I could see myself not going to other toppings, onions, yeah. onions, and like mushrooms and weird shit like that. Yeah, which I would do. I'm just trying to figure out what do you think? What do you think the McAllisters had? Think they had some weird Gentile shit like black olives or something? Well, they said he said sausage and he said olives. He goes, you know, I don't like sausage and olives. Oh, I didn't even pick up. All right, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was a combined pie or not, but you know those are toppings. Uh, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of olives on pizza. I'm not a huge fan of olives. I like the green ones here and there. I'm a big olive. Uh, I like olives a lot. On pizza, I've had it. It's not you know my go-to. Right black, there. you go black yeah. olives. Yeah. White, white olives. Oh no 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 no, white no. Pizza. no just just like just like on moots. Okay. Not pure white. Yeah. Um, I like green olives a lot, and as much as I like green olives, I I don't really care for black ones. You know, like the any any other olives, the wrinkled olives or the Greek olives, Kalamata olives. Yeah, those the the uh, I I just was at a, a, a Mediterranean place that they put those on the table, like the purple ones. Yeah, that's Kalamata. Those Kalamata, yeah, 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 I like those a lot. Yeah, those are good. I I guess maybe it's just the black ones I don't really care. The black ones, I like the black ones. But they are probably like the least flavorful of everything, of all the olives and the olives. Yeah, I always associate them with getting them in like a can. Yeah, kind yeah, of I like, I, I, lo- I, lo- I love them, but you know they are, I mean, the least exciting. Lowest on the totem pole. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't, they don't go in a martini, right? They don't they're, they're not some they're not part of some fancy Mediterranean tapas. Nah, they're in like the cheap garden salad you get with your meal at a yeah. little red sauce place yeah a couple a couple a couple of shaved carrots on there and uh and a couple of chopped olives chopped yeah olives. house dressing yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um all right do you do you think that kevin had it coming at all the way he was talking to his mom at the end there saying that you know kind of got what he wished for this is this is kind of like one of those empty parent promises come to life, you know. Like if you misbehave, we're gonna leave you home, right? And you're not coming with us then. <laughs> yeah. Um, think you had it coming? Think you deserved it at all? Yeah, oh. a little bit. He got a little mouthy there at the end. I think karma got him a little bit. But and, I also could I I also could understand where he was coming from though. I mean, they you know everyone was kind of giving him a hard time. Talking down to him, you know the every all the. I mean, he's the youngest one, so obviously he's going to catch a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, no, he, he got what he deserved. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if he got what he deserved, but <laughs> well, he survived. He yeah, survived. He's, yeah. he's richer for the experience. Yes, yeah, made some friends along the way. I mean, listen, he he was living the dream there for a second until he started to get a little nervous. He was, you know, ice cream, Fritos, and uh, you know, R-rated movies, yeah. Pepsi. That was like eight in the morning, you know. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a, that's, forget about eight year old. That's a 35 year old's dream. Like a nice bowl of ice cream in front of the, in front of the TV, mm-hmm. R rated movie, some obscenities, you know, maybe some violence. That's, he's living the dream there. Yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up is right. Yeah. Uh, Are we to believe that there's some sort of supernatural uh, at play here, some supernatural activity at play here? Because, uh, you know, he wished it, like, I think he might have wished it three times, but he definitely, his mom said, you know, say it again. Maybe it'll come true. And then he went upstairs. He was in the attic by himself. He wished it. And then, you know, they kind of played that creepy Home Alone music. The lights, you know, the electricity goes out. They flashed a picture of the creepy Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And his wish came true. Were you to believe that something supernatural is going on here? And then at the I'm end. I'm ruling it out. And then at the end, goes to Santa, asks for his family back, and they show up the next day. I'm not ruling it out. All right. I'm not ruling out the supernatural. Fair. Good. Good. I have to go back and watch it again and look for some more clues, though, because I was not, I was I not uh, looking I for that. I don't think there's many. I think it's, I, I think it's, just, I think it's just that. It's really the, really the music, really the score that did it for me. I was like, oh, maybe something's going on here. Music. John Williams did it for you. Well. And it, you're right in. It's, it, is, it is almost, it's probably, as far as like movie score goes, it's probably second to uh, the Peter Jurassic Park. Movie. No, no, no. I mean, Christmas movie-wise. Like, uh. Synonymous with Christmas. Like, I can't think of another movie that has like a score that we're just, sounds like christmas like other movies have you know christmas songs in them obviously but the actual score like it's uh instrumental right 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 yeah i mean it's in the run peanuts is number one but uh i think it's probably this is probably number two yeah i can't think of another one the only thing I can think of right now is Holiday Road. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought of when I heard thought of Christmas music. But yeah, <laughs> this is um, we we said how watchful it was, time and time again. It's also a really quotable movie. A lot of great quotes in it. Yeah, it's one of those movies you can go back and just basically quote the whole thing. You know, every line. I got a, I got a new one that I want to incorporate that I've never used before. That I want to start using. Okay. And I encourage everybody, all of our listeners and you to uh, incorporate this into your everyday. Um, I, think it's, I think it's doable. It's your everyday uh, vocabulary. But when they're looking at the house, when they're, when he, when they're sitting in the van, Marv and uh, Harry, they're sitting in the van and uh, he's timing like all the lights, right? Which is a great shot when you're looking at them in the van and you see like the reflection of the lights going on like in front of them. Yeah. He, he looks at the McAllister house. You know what he calls it? No. He goes, he goes like, that's the one Marv. That's the silver tuna. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, I'm all in on the silver tuna. I want it. I just, it's, it's going to be the, you know, when something's the best, that's it. That's going to be the silver tuna. Silver tuna. I like yeah. it. I like, I didn't, yeah. I've never, no, not in a million years, but I guess silver tuna. That's no, it I, it's, it's a line of, I've heard it a million times, obviously never stuck with me today. It stuck with me. And uh, I got it. It's, it's got to be used. Like Home Alone, man. That's the silver tune of Christmas movies. Hey, all the great ones leave their marks. That's it. Where the wet bandits. That's it. <laughs> uh, does Marv have a little cowboyitis in him? Does he want, does he want to get caught? <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe. He definitely wants the recognition. He wants to be known as uh, as um, something he definitely is not. And it is a great I mean, he's not Billy the Kid, you know. If you had to pick one guy to be the brains, it's definitely Pesci, right? Pesci's the face of the operation. He's the brains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, Marv's the – Marv's just along for the ride. Really. Marv just seems like a wild card. Like, Marv would kill a kid if he had to, I think. But, yeah, he probably wouldn't do it. He'd just <laughs> panic and do it, yeah. And that's the way, like, Pesci looks at it. Like, or, with Harry, I always forget Pesci's name for some reason. Marv just rolls Harry, off yeah. the tongue. It's Harry, yeah. right? Yeah, Harry keeps him around because he knows, like, when the shit hits the fan, Marv will do something psychotic and, like, he'll end up getting more jail time probably. Yeah, maybe buy him some time to get away. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. I got to question some of their methods, though. Honestly, they, the first house they robbed in the middle of the day, I know the, I know the street is empty. But, like, even, like, Kevin leaves and he sees a car in front of the neighbor's house. He's like, I thought they went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Their methods are just a way off, man. And then uh, nine o'clock. So they're doing a midday robbery first, and they're going back at nine o'clock when you know the kids home. Go at two in the morning. That's a much worse time. I know kids are scared of the dark, but two in the morning is much worse than nine o'clock in a world of a kid. Yeah, I agree. You got to go. You got to go middle of the night, mate. I think. I mean, there's a lot they did wrong. The wet bandits. <laughs> I mean, how about I mean, let's skip ahead all the way to the end where, you know, Kevin has already, uh, you know, he's already burned them. There's an iron. He's t- Marv's taking an iron off the head. Yeah. The uh, nail he steps on. Yep. Yep. And after all that, Kevin goes and he, uh, whatever you want to call it, hang glides. Not hang yeah. glides. What do you zip line across it to the zip line? Yeah. Yeah. Zip lines to his treehouse. Why are they following him? They're in the house. Just go rob the house and get out of there. You're in the house. You've yeah, taken control just, of the fort. It's uh, it's his mind games at that point. He's in their head. He just he lives in their head rent free. They want to, they want to get him. You know, they want to exact their revenge on him. I'm not sure what the yeah. I don't know what the plan was for uh, Marvin. I mean, that's a. I guess that's a point against Harry because it was his idea to. Uh, Get out there. Get very That's some serious upper body. Strength, not, man, if you're going to make that trip across. Knocked his tooth out, and he just kind of lost his mind. He's all red. Yeah, I guess Harry would kill a kid, too, maybe. Marv, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Marv was banging on his stomach and his chest with a uh, crowbar. Crowbar, yeah. yeah he's, he was not in a good place mentally right there. We'll give Harry a little bit of a pass for, for trying to climb out the window. <laughs> I guess you could just say at that at that point Kevin had won. At that yeah. point Kevin had won the game. Yeah. Well, almost didn't though. 
He needed well. I mean, sometimes you need help from uh, you know. Sometimes you need a help from a supporting supporting player. And old man Marley comes through with the uh, shot. Is that his name, old man Marley? Um. Yes, Marley. I'm gonna say that is Marley. Much darker movie. If uh, at the end, instead of having them get like carted away uh, by the cops, if he mm-hmm. knocks them out with the shovel. And he's just like, go home. I'll take care of it. And they just see him the next day, like spreading salt. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> Much darker movie. <laughs> he just starts killing them right in front of Kevin. That'd be even better. <laughs> like everything you heard was true. <laughs> this is satisfying my thirst for another year. See you next yeah. That it's another, a, reason, another I, reason I hate Buzz, man. Buzz, you know, making up stories about Marley. It wasn't just Buzz. I mean, even the guy knew there's rumors going around. So maybe Buzz heard from somebody or from somebody, you know, second or third information. Yeah. Seemed like a nice guy, man. He's in church on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, couldn't Kevin have just told him, like, hey, these two guys want to rob my house. Can you give me a hand? Can you get me in touch with the authorities? Like, anything would have been better than (laughs) – good point yeah he's one adult that he's spoken to that's true and he's yeah he's he's been around plenty but uh at that point you gotta yeah you're in church there's priests and shit there you would think well never mind or, yeah, yeah but you would think <laughs> that would help rethink you. yeah <laughs> or just go to the police i guess but then you know he's a wanted shoplifter i guess kind of a fugitive at that true point. so maybe maybe going to the police is <laughs> that's good out point. of the question Oh yeah, priest be licking. It, it seems like it could have been. It seems like it could have been easily avoided. Oh yeah, yeah. Priest would be licking his chops though. Kid comes up to him and is like, "Yeah, my parents are in France. I think I haven't heard from them in days." Yeah, they may have just abandoned me. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're ever coming back, Father. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think you could have pulled off what he pulled off? I mean, he had under an hour to put all that shit together. No, he's more handy at eight years old than I am right now. I mean, he's unbelievable. It just, yeah. And, and he made dinner. I mean, just he sat down at nine on the dock <laughs> to eat. He runs out of the church at eight o'clock. By nine o'clock, he's got like, I think I read somewhere, it's 14 booby traps. <sighs> a lot. Yeah. Just the blowtorch thing. I wouldn't have been able to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's if you, without burning your own fucking arm off or something. Yeah, absolutely. And what does he say he does at the beginning with the fish hooks? Are they kind of planting the seeds right away that maybe Kevin is a little bit of a? Uh, oh, he makes um, he makes ornaments with the fish hooks. Oh, okay, that's not really that handy. <laughs> well, a little, All right, a little handy. Um, yeah, those micro machines are no joke, though. Those things. Uh, oh, they did plant that seed because. Early on, somebody somebody said he left the micro machines. Somebody almost slipped on them, broke their neck. But that's true, though. The uh, machines, I mean, those things moved, right? They're very smooth, uh, smooth rides. So I could see it causing a problem. Maybe I had a bunch of them laying down. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, could also have people slip on like those uh, bouncy balls. That could cause a problem. Oh yeah, if you had if you had enough of them, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you think, uh, at least for the wet bandit scenes in the house, 
with all the pranks. Do you think Three Stooges had an influence on this movie? It's a little Three Stooges-esque. I, I don't know why. The first time I've ever watched this movie and thought of that. I would. I mean, you could say about any physical comedy, I guess. But yeah, for sure. I don't know if he went in there. Did the, did the Three Stooges invent physical comedy? I don't know if they invented No, I don't think they invented it, but they were definitely some pioneers of it. They put it on the map, at least. Oh, it's probably made probably it mainstream. Somebody, probably somebody even earlier than them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Chaplin did a lot of. Charlie, comedy. I was going to say Charlie Chaplin. Of, yeah. I don't know if it was like the same kind of stuff, but I mean, he did a lot of. I mean, it had to be physical because there was no, no voice. Yeah, right. It was silent. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised. I don't, I don't know if that's um, where he was, like where he was thinking, but I, you'd have to say about any kind of physical comedy. And this is, yeah, pure classic physical comedy for laughs. Which is oh, crazy. yeah. I mean, the last half hour of the movie is just, you're just laughing at them being idiots, falling all over the place. The, 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 uh, the idea for the nail. He's got to yeah. get, get the guy's socks and shoes off to, for it to work. Uh, that can go through. That can go through a shoe, no? I would assume. Sneaker, at least. Probably. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That looked like a real sharp nail. Yeah, it's true. It could, it could pierce a rubber sole. Yeah, tetanus shot after that one. <laughs> Why take your shoes off? What the hell are you dressed <laughs> like a chicken for? <laughs> Um, so you mentioned the tarantula one other beef with Buzz's room you mentioned the tarantula I mentioned the tarantula All right. Yeah. Uh, one other thing about Buzz's room so he's got a lot of bull stuff all over the place oh I know, you're, I know exactly what you're going to say so this movie is 1990 yeah. yeah this is a bad time to have this poster up in your room if you're a Bulls fan Cannot have an Isaiah poster. No, and I've kidding. worn all kinds of different jerseys in my life. Like I understand liking different different guys, some, different some players. Are, some are off limits. Can't have the Isaiah. Not in 1990, man. That's no. right when and this is right before the Bulls finally beat the Pistons. This is when this is when the Pistons were still, you know, owning the Bulls. Yep. The Bulls were still their daddy at this point. This is probably yep. like this is right after uh, – this is, like, right after – this is, like, six months after Game 7, Pippin Migraines, and you have an Isaiah Thomas poster. That's buzz for and, you, man. It's just classic buzz. That's exactly yeah. what you expect from that guy. So that might, it might have been a great decision by the, by the director, by Chris Columbus. Who names their kid Buzz, too? Is that his actual real name? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't see. Like, if I'm Kevin, I hit the lottery, man. Like, they waited – they gave me the real name. <laughs> you know thank god i wasn't the firstborn or whatever he is i think he might be the oldest i don't know you can't name your kid buzz like what do you act like you're of course he's gonna be a weirdo with fucking twinkies and a chest and a tarantula and he's a classic buzz man yeah he's everything you'd expect when you name your kid buzz that's for sure everything everything and more <laughs> <laughs> yeah for sure um, yeah, even, Full, even Fuller is a weird name, right? You name a kid Fuller, you know what I mean? You, you can't give him Pepsi after 7 p.m. Yeah, um, I, I will say one of the one of the uh 
great names in movie history is Gus Polinski. Oh yeah, for sure. Gus Polinski. It's one of uh that just fits perfect. Gus Polinski, the poker king of the Midwest. Yeah, it's perfect Midwest, perfect Chicago, you know. Kenosha that, kickers. You know, like <laughs> right. That's like a guy you'd expect on um you know the SNL skit with like the Bears fans. Yeah. Like if you told me one of those guys' name was Gus Polinski, like, yeah, that's a Gus. Yeah. If you watch perfect, this movie, perfect name. If you watch this movie again soon, you or whoever's listening, when Candy's on screen, just do not take your eyes off him. Because as soon as he shows up in the background when she's talking to the, the guy at the airport, just don't take your eyes off him. It's he's he's per, he's perfect like in that in any role he's perfect, and in in that scene where he's in the back just when he's in the background, there it's framed so there's like a light shining on him from the app from whatever window in the uh, in the airport shining on him because that's the savior right there that's the guy that's gonna make everything okay uh, for Mrs. McAllister, and then just watch him as he approaches and he listens his reaction like the shit she says she's like oh you know. I will sell my soul to the devil himself. And his reaction is like, I mean, just, just keep your eyes on him. He's perfect. Bad Candy. motherfucker, John Candy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Bad motherfucker. That guy can act. Yeah. He could sing. He could do polka, too. The Yamahuzi polka, a.k.a. Kiss Me polka. <laughs> he can do it. Oh, he could. Yeah. Who knows what Candy. I've, I've, I've talked about it on this show, what Candy would be. Yeah, uh, doing if he had st- stuck around, man. Oscars, yeah, he drama, yeah. He would. I mean, that. he he leaned that way, anyways. He wasn't he in? Um, he was kind of heading that way, wasn't he in JFK? Was he in JFK? Really? <sighs> he was in one of those. He was in one of those movies that was kind of he played a serious role. Cool Runnings. That's comedy, but. Yeah, he was in JFK, yeah. Yeah, he was on the verge. He was on the verge. He was going to end up doing some some, uh, some real good shit. He was going to definitely branch out a little bit eventually. I watched something recently with him where he uh, – was it him? I mean, like, he was a cop, and he tried to start dating, but he was, you know, not really good at dating. It was kind of funny, but it wasn't Armed like- and dangerous? Armed and dangerous. I don't think from so. the eighties. Was Meg Ryan in it? Nah, I don't remember. Was he? Oh, maybe. I'm looking at it. Eugene Levy. No, I don't think this is it. Oh, was it Harry Crumb? Maybe it was Harry Crumb. I thought he was like rich in Harry Crumb. No. Uh no, he's like a private eye. I think. Oh, what's this? Only the lonely. What's this? This might be it. I don't know, only the lonely. Yeah, this is it. I don't, I don't think I watched this whole thing, but yeah, Chicago cop must balance loyalty to his overbearing mother and a relationship with a shy funeral homeworker. I am not uh, familiar with that one. It's uh, it's him and um, Jim Belushi. <laughs> Jimmy Belushi, yeah. Chicago. Actually, the Colkin brothers are in this too. Uh, yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I got this far in this movie. But I didn't see the Culkin brothers. Well, I know he uh, Macaulay Culkin's in Uncle Buck with him. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yep. Free Home Alone. Yeah, 
Yeah, so he, I mean, Candy's all over the place. And this is – Was there something with uh, – there was a dispute on how much he was going to get paid for this movie, Home Alone? Was there something? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, there, there was something about that. Um, I think he got kind of screwed, but he just came and did his work and went home. Yeah, he got paid $414. Four hundred and fourteen dollars. I don't know. That's what comes up on Google. That sounds like it could be a little ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know. It's multiple multiple articles are reporting four fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, and it was probably a day's work. I think a day it took it to. Yeah, maybe two because you got to do in one of the airport, one of the one of the van. I mean, where's all the where'd all the money go? Who was the highest paid? Is it Culkin? Ten years old. I don't know. I mean, he probably had the most his, screen time. His movie Pesci, maybe. Pesci's a. I mean, Pesci's in was in Raging Bull. You would think Pesci had to make yeah. some dough. Yeah, probably Pesci. Probably Pe- well, you'd say I would say the mom, but I mean, you know, Hollywood and their sexism. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it probably wasn't Catherine O'Hara. And they probably all cashed in on the sequel. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See if they. $414 seems a little ridiculous. And there is, uh, I, I have heard that Candy um, improvised a lot I don't believe on set. Professional. I don't think, Candy never did any uh, stand-up, right? It was just all acting? I don't think so. Yeah, maybe like, um, maybe, He's from Canada. I think he's from like that Canadian group of guys. Oh, like the comedy troops, which I don't even know if those really exist anymore. Yeah, he might have been like one of those guys, uh, Dan Aykroyd, and I don't know. Like really Chicago sure. had him, right? With like Belushi and. Yeah, yep. I forget what they were called. Something Chicago. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything about. Second there you City. Go. Yeah. yeah, here you go. Candy became a member of Toronto's branch of the Second City in 1972. Bingo. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, became a cast member on Toronto-based comedy show. NBC picked it up in 81 and became a fan favorite. Yeah, and I I think his first role, it may not have been his first role, but uh, one of his first roles was Blues Brothers. I'm sure he was in a couple things before that, but Blues Brothers, he played the, uh, I believe he played a cop who was chasing after. Yeah, Blues Brothers, he was in Blues Brothers in 80. Yep. Um, He's also, a, well, not a cop, he was the security guard in vacation. He had the very end of vacation, yep. Yeah, and then he kind of took off in the mid 80s and started being a lead man. Yeah, he's in Summer Stripes. rental. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Stripes. He's great yep. in Stripes. That's with Murray. Uh, I got to uh, see. Uh, he, he appeared on SNL twice, hosting in 83. Yeah, I was going to say, he ha- I know he was never a cast member, right? He's just a host. Yeah, yeah. According to Bob Odenkirk, who's a writer, 
Um, Candy was reputedly the most burned potential host of SNL in that he was asked to host many times only for plans to be changed by the SNL staff at the last minute. Jesus. Really? So they, they yeah. asked him the host and they pulled the rug from under him? Yeah, a couple of times it sounds like, yeah. Huh. Uh, oh, this is – and he, you know what role he almost had? No, it's that. He almost played uh, Rick Moranis' part in Ghostbusters. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he could have done that for sure. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, the great John Candy, everybody. The great John Candy. Yeah. Um, not really. This bedside manner, not not great. The story he tells her, maybe not the best. Leaving the kid in the funeral home. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What's he say? Like, oh, we went back a couple hours later. Yeah, he's like, oh, he was fine though. Start talking in a couple of weeks. Kids are resilient. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The polka king. Yeah. Polka, polka, polka. That's from a song yeah. called Polka, Polka, Polka. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's great Um, all right I gotta ask you at the end of the movie yeah the mom comes shows up you're looking at this from Kevin's point of view are you forgiving immediately she says sorry once are you running or are you like are you guys kidding me two days I, I, I had to fight off robbers I had to feed myself. I had to go to the store. I got an incident with a toothbrush. Um, you guys, you guys couldn't have anybody check on me. Like, you, not even that. You guys left. You guys punished me. You don't even come upstairs, say goodnight to me, tell me you love me. I'm fucking ten years old. You leave me at home, asshole. I'm, you know. But on the other hand, you don't want to leave that house either. You live in a nice neighborhood, and one of the nicest houses in the neighborhood. You, you, yeah. go to the cop, you go to the cops on this. Uh, there's, um, you know, it, it's going to get worse for you. You're not going to live in a place as nice as that again. But in an alternate reality, uh, the McAllister parents are in a jail cell next to, uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so it, it's easy to look at it from our point of view as adults and, think like if you were Kevin in that situation you'd be bitter and spiteful and just yeah. you know flat out pissed off but I think as a 10 year old man like you just survived two criminals that were trying to rob your house and break off your pinkies or whatever they threatened to do you know I don't know how long was how long were they going two days three days yeah I think it was like two days yeah I mean at that point he's just so thrilled to see his mother now I'm not saying he's not going to use that against them as ammo in the future. <laughs> like, remember that time you fucking had to save our house? Well, I mean, he only had 12 months to use it because they did it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, so, you know, I, I think he, he has it in his back pocket. He has, like, an ace up his sleeve for the future whenever he needs it. Yeah. But at the time, I think he's just – and it's also Christmas, too. Are you really going to pick a fight on Christmas? Even Kevin. Good point. Good point. I wouldn't be thrilled. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to need therapy if we really think about yeah, it. Yeah, that's that goes without saying. Yeah. It's not need, for the first one. Definitely the second one. That's a you know one way ticket. He's got to talk to somebody. 
get some of this shit off his chest. He's yeah, he's gonna be passed around by a few therapists. <laughs> well, as it turns out, I think uh, Macaulay Culkin needed to be passed around to a few therapists himself. Yeah, and he also and Macaulay Culkin, ironically, didn't he d- divorce his parents? There's a fancy word for it when you divorce your parents. Not emancipate. Um, I forget what it is. Huh. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. I didn't know it's, that was possible. There's a, there's so a fancy word. It? I think, yeah, finally at 40 she did. <laughs> uh, Imagine people to go out and protest like what is going on with Britney Spears in her life. Like, what are you doing with yourself? Make your own fucking pile. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I'll, – I'll always be on Britney's side. Um, yeah, but you're not making a sign, it. No, I'm not making a sign. Uh, but hang on, i got to get – what is divorcing? Emancipation. I nailed it. Emancipation. emancipation. The Emancipation yeah. Proclamation, yeah. Um, when we talk about Britney Spears – oh, yeah. But then every time she makes a new video online, I'm like, oh, man, maybe she does need a calculator. <laughs> I don't know, I'm Team Christina all the way. Oh, you're a Christina Aguilera fan? Yeah, I'm mad at Brittany too, but uh, yeah, no, Christina took over for me when she showed up on the scene. Uh, okay, I'll always be, I'll always be Brittany. All right, well, well, I'm lo- oh yeah, I'm loyal to Brittany for sure. Brittany, More loyal Brittany. than her fucking family. <laughs> well, I mean, they have reason to be disloyal because uh, if, if they do what everybody wants them to do, they probably lose a few million. Although I will say this, if we're gonna throw Jessica Simpson in there, I mean I'm still I'm still Team Brittany, but Jessica Simpson in the um, Dukes of Hazard video is probably like one of the hottest women ever. Yeah, that moment in time, yeah. But then Tony Romo sullied her forever. Yeah, but then she she left them and she went with a real NFL star, Eric Johnson. Yeah, but so, former like- Yaley. Like Jennifer Garner, though, and like Ben Affleck, it's not J Lo. Ben Affleck, it's just, it's like, it's, uh, yeah, they're, I know, like, I was a huge Jennifer Garner fan. I love Jennifer Garner, but her ending up with Affleck, just like, ugh, it's, it's just, she's like forever oh. unclean to me. Oh, man, the delay, huh? No, no, I, that was, the, that was actually on. Oh. Yeah, we on haven't point. mentioned, we haven't mentioned the game once tonight. That's how, that's how, much want to get into uh, Home Alone. We even mentioned the game that's on right now. It's probably the best Thursday night game we've had in six weeks. Oh, yeah. AFC West up for grabs. <laughs> uh, speaking of Jennifer Garner, this is really off topic. Yeah. Did you see Affleck was on with Stern recently? And he, like, kind of – all the, the Jennifer Garner fans came out in her, uh, in her corner because he kind of – he didn't blame her for his drinking, but – He kind of blamed the the marriage. I just saw the headline was like, Ben Affleck said, if you're still with Jennifer Garner, you'd probably still be drinking. And like, that's that's a headline just built to enrage people to think that Ben Affleck blamed her. And like that now, for once, I'm on Ben Affleck's side. Like, that's not what he meant. Yeah, but I'll never be on Ben Affleck's side about anything, though. I'm I'm on the side of the truth. I'm on the side of people not doing this shit. Because you know what? Before, and this is exactly why, because that's bullshit. That's all like online troll shit. People go on at this guy because they want to p- protect somebody they don't know against somebody they don't know. But before, 
So did you see the early part of this game? Uh, the I don't know the guy's name, but he, he had a terrible injury in the Barnum. end. Barnum. Yeah. He had a terrible injury. He was like, shake, his arms are shaking. It could be brain, spine-related. We don't know. It's bad fall. Looks his bad, neck, yeah. His neck snapped, and when he got caught off the field, he was shaking. And Joe Buck made a stupid comment, okay? He said oh, something. did he? He said something like, he goes, oh, we don't want to speculate, but, you know, it's a little chilly tonight, so maybe he's shaking because of that. Now, I think – and people – What? It was a stupid comment, but, like, Twitter blows up, and that's what this thing is Isn't this about. L.A. in, like, a dome? Yeah, I don't know. He said it's chilly for L.A. I don't know what that means. But, I, but look, here's my point. Now, I'm not a Joe Buck. I can't stand Joe Buck. But in a moment like that, all right, this isn't, like, you know, this isn't Eli to Tyree or anything like that. In a moment like that, I think he's just trying to bring some sort of, like, calm to a, like a very scary situation. Now, it was, a, it was a bad move. It was a bad thing to say. It was stupid. But there's no reason to jump on the guy's throat for this. There's a million reasons to fucking go after Joe Buck, all right? And I'll, be the, and I'll go after every one of those, starting and not, not, you know, not excluding anything before, but starting with, like, the Artie Lang show. I'm sorry. It was huh. the Joe Buck show that Artie Lang was on. I'll start <laughs> there and go back. I'll start there and go forward wherever. But, like, this is, like, why do we need, like, a headline that the pe- people just gravitate towards this outrage and it's bullshit. I can't stand it. Like, I'm, a, I'm an angry person generally, but, you know, over something that matters. Like, I'm not going to get mad at I'm not getting mad at you know Joe Buck for saying something stupid when I know the guy fucking says stupid shit. I get I'm mad at the fact that the guy has all the prime gigs and I've had to listen to him my entire life when there's probably ten other people who are better at him at this job. I'm mad about that. Not about at football that. for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll give. I'll fucking listen to Iron Eagles Kid over Joe Buck if I could. But that's what I get. That's stu- that a stupid thing to say though. Yeah, but yeah, it's t- terrible. It's a really bad, bad thing. It makes no sense. I understand what he's trying to do, and it's you're concerned about the guy, but you also don't want to alarm the crowd, or maybe like his family's watching, and you're thinking about that. If you're if you're an announcer, you're like, you know, what if his mother's watching, or his or his you know, sibling, or his kid, or something like that is watching? You don't know. Uh, yeah, but how's that going to help his siblings? No, is that some like say- one of no, I'm just saying like that was the wrong thing to say. I, I understand his his goal was to kind of bring some calm and like maybe some hope to a, a bad situation, but um, you know, just the wrong choice of words for sure. Yeah, but, Joe Buck thinks he's Letterman and he's an unfunny fuck. That like that's what it comes down to. I don't think he's trying to be funny. What? Uh, what? That's I, he wasn't being serious in that spot. No, I th- I think it was I didn't hear it, but my guess is it was not like a joking, like a yuck yuck thing. Because he was shaking, I was shaking, and he was trying. I think it was. I don't think it was like was he cold? No, I think it was. I don't think he was being sarcastic about it. I think he was like so he was well, being serious, right? I think it was like I don't. He, he, you know, it could be. We don't want to speculate because it's a serious. It could be a serious injury, but you know, maybe it's not the injury that he's shaking. Maybe it's something like he's you know he's a little chilly. Which is stupid. Right, it's stupid. And it's not well thought out at all. But if he is thinking <laughs> about, like, the guy's family or whatever, I can understand him trying to do something that might alleviate some worry in a moment of intense worry. But that being said, the last thing anybody should be worried about at that point is what the fuck Joe Buck said. 
All right, he sucked for he sucked for fucking thirty years. I don't need to fucking hear about it tonight. I, I worry about the guy. All right, like let's let's see what, what let's see what happened. Like what? Tell me what the real not Joe Buck, but somebody tell me what the real possibilities are what this guy might be facing. Like yeah, was, he was spec. He was speculating. He was actually being serious. Yeah, like I watched um, when Ryan Shazier got his had his ear. I was watching that live. It was a Sunday night game or Monday night game, but I, I think it was a Sunday night game. But I was watching that live with Ryan Shazier when he had his injury, and same thing. Like it's just you want to find out as soon as possible what happens to that guy, like if he's going to be okay, um, if he's going to have, a, if he's going to be able to recover at all, how long of a recovery that will be, if it's going to be, you know years or if it's going to be never you know what i mean like that's the kind of stuff i come concerned about at that moment like i don't care about what fucking joe buck says well just just like i don't like just like i don't care like did ben affleck insult jennifer garner no but a lot of people are are in a, a, a bad situation and they fucking run to alcohol like it's just she got a big she got a big fan base jennifer garner yeah but i mean so does alcohol all right and let me just say like some people don't handle it the right way. They don't handle bad situations the right way. And they run to booze and that's where they, that's where they bury themselves in it. And uh, to me, if you're going, if you're defending Jennifer Gardner, you're really, you're, uh, you're marginalizing what an alcoholic might be going through. And I, okay. I'm on the, I'm on the side of the alcoholic because those guys need help. Not I'm never going to be on Ben Affleck's side. That's just me. I think about other, I think about the schmo who's like working, you know, nine to seven a construction job goes home to an ungrateful wife and gets shit faced and goes to work the next day. And, uh, that's the alcohol that I'm thinking about. All right. So you take this personally. I do. Yeah. Cause it's just, it ignores the, ignores what it ignores what is actually happening. That's why they just want to, and look, same thing. I'll go after Affleck for other shit too, but this is not to go after him for. Okay. Fair. Thank you. I'll take a drink. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like the outrage culture. The outrage culture is out of control. Yeah, I'd say so. But we know that. Which is why maybe maybe Kevin McAllister's the best of us all because didn't get mad at his mom, gave her a big hug, said Merry Christmas, and all was forgiven. Just like the old man hugged his son next door. Right. Marley, yeah. We can yeah. all learn a lot from Marley and yeah. his son. Yep. So maybe Kevin McAllister's nice. Kevin McAllister's the bigger <laughs> man here. He's the hero. For a for a ten year or eight year old, whatever he is, ten, eight, nine. Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say we could all learn a lot. Yeah. From that guy. That's why he divorced his parents. <laughs> uh what is what is Kevin what is Kevin McAllister? What is, what is Macaulay Culkin's second best role? Home Alone Two, <laughs> outside of the Home Alone universe. <laughs> oh, probably. Um, well, there's two off the top of my head. My Girl, where he's kind of in a supporting role. Uh, you know, he does the whole stung by the beast thing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, is it the Good Son? Is that oh, is the, that the name of the movie? Good. Yeah, the Good Son was really good. Yeah, he's I a heard. real good heel in that. Yeah, that's good. That's a great call right there. Um, uh, he's acted recently. I didn't know he was in anything at all recently. Um, uh, yeah, I mean anything that people actually watched. Uh, American Horror Story, which I think is like a cult kind of following. Oh yeah, I don't watch that. 
Um, people movie, do like that, though. What was the movie when it was like smoking crack in a dumpster? Oh, I don't remember that. Party Monster. I don't think it was that good, but this was like he had taken some time off. He didn't act. He was in Richie Rich in 94. Oh, Richie Rich. That's right. And then he didn't do anything until 2003. We did two music videos. Um, or maybe one music video. Yeah, because one is Black and White, which came out earlier. Um, and he did another music video in 1998. But in 2003, Party Monsters. In 2003, he's 23 years old. And he comes out and mm-hmm. he goes, Party Monster. Where he's like a That's the one where he's a crackhead? I think he smoked crack in a dumpster, yeah. He yeah. probably smoked crack in real life too. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was stunt crack. Um <laughs> Seth Green was in it. Marilyn Manson was in it. Wilmer Valderrama was in it. Wilmer Valderrama. I, I think he smoked crack with Wilmer Valderrama and I forget, was it Seth Green or Wilmer? They smoked with I don't remember. But yeah, it was like his return to the big screen and like, you know, his adult role, that kind of shit. Mm. Party Monster 2003. He had a half sister that died of a drug overdose. Jeez. And he had an older sister who died in a car accident. So, holy shit. Let's see. Yeah, he had a little. Yeah, listen, he had a few issues. 2004, he got arrested for 17.3 grams of marijuana. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I remember. And... I remember the. I remember the. Uh, the headshot. Headshot. The. Um, oh the right. Then he had Xanax and Klonopin. A lot of it. Oh. Well. So yeah, he was. He did some drugs. Is he clean now? Or I mean, probably. I think he was on with Rogan a couple of years ago. I think he was clean. Oh, I did hear an interview with him. Yeah, he's weird. He, he's a weird guy. I mean, you, what would you expect? Child uh, star. He's a little weird. I think I heard. I heard maybe it was Rogan. I heard him on somebody. He talked about he lived in he lived in France, in like some loft, and he talked about like eating the local fare and drinking French wine, and he's like. <laughs> He's like, uh, I think maybe it was Mark Marin he was on. And he was like, uh, I have never taken a better shit in my life than I, since I've lived in France. I'm like, man, that is really the dream. <laughs> why, wait, why, is he, why was it the best shit he's taken? I don't know why. Maybe I don't know if it's the food or the wine or what. I don't know what his reasoning was. But he just said he takes the best shit of his life now. All right. It's something to be said about the French cuisine, I guess. You know who else, though? Wait a second. You know who else found happiness with the bowel movement? was Dean Martin. Because he said uh, sometime in the 80s, he was like, yep. He's like, uh, get up. Uh, he's like, uh, how do you put it? You know, during the day, play a little golf, play a few holes, uh, go grab some dinner, uh, do one show at whatever casino, <laughs> go home, go to sleep, wake up, take great shit, and do it all over again. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Yeah. 
Oh, so, yeah. I mean, if you're not enjoying your shit, I don't know what to tell you. You're not really appreciating the, the uh, you know, the small I, victories in life. No, but I mean, just to have that spiritual movement in your life from a dump it's really the it's really goal like a good a good one we, we can we are happy with but i mean i don't know if i've ever gotten to that level of ecstasy with the shit yet really i've had good ones but uh coffee shit i mean it's 90 it's percent of the reason i drink coffee is for dump yeah yeah well, no i'm gonna, I'm gonna get to my bowel movements but i haven't found the i haven't found the Nirvana in my shit yet i'll just put it that way oh man Maybe one day. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I don't need, I don't want I don't want a lesson. <laughs> you don't want a lesson in no, shit. No. I'll figure it out. Right. I'll figure it out myself. Take a lesson from Harry Dunn. <laughs> he's, a, he's a big time shitter. Big he's a good shitter. Yeah, Harry Dunn, dumb and dumber. Oh, well that's not uh that was I mean, that was probably the opposite because he's in someone's house and the toilet's broken. That's the opposite of a Nirvana shit, but... Yeah, he was on PED, you know, Sometimes, too. Yeah, yeah. He let the... I mean, the floodgates open for Harry. That's, oh, oh. Indeed, they did. Niagara Falls. Oh. All right. Uh, let's see. Let me check my notes here real quick. Be sure I'm not missing anything. Uh... Man, didn't talk about John Hughes at all or Chris Columbus at all, but this was a classic John Hughes movie. That yeah, everything. plenty of time to talk about John Hughes. Uh, but, but, uh, yeah, I think we had everything. Got anything uh, left there? I'm out. I'm out. Beautiful. Well, there you have it. McAllister's, not Parents of the Year in 1990 or 1992. Um, nope. They uh, They can – we can all learn something from young and old Kevin McAllister, obviously. Yeah, Kevin McAllister at 10, Kevin McAllister now, living in France, taking his shiny dumps. And <laughs> and uh, John Candy, of course, will live on forever. And this may just be his greatest role. Um, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, uh, uh, thanks everybody for listening to the show as always we'll be back here next week Christmas week not sure how we'll handle it we'll figure it out though and- yeah thanks for listening everybody have a great weekend and we will talk to you next week holiday roll did we do Christmas vacation last year I can't nah. remember who last year at all, man. Bad Santa, Gremlins, Die Hard, Diner. Just... Wow, we did Diner? Yeah, it was a New Year's movie. Oh, man, I don't remember doing Diner at all. I go back and listen to that one. It's probably, probably <laughs> one of the best ones you ever did. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, I'm guessing. All right. Yeah, Kansas City and the Chargers duking it out to see who's the, who's the silver tuna of the AFC West. Uh, if I'm the Chiefs, I might let the Chargers score here. And then I have the ball last. I score a touchdown, go for two, win it.
I mean, you got to try. Yeah, I mean, you got to try and hold him to the field goal. If it gets much closer, yeah, but. Yeah, you just don't want him getting that first down. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. NFL picks. Where are where we stand here? You have taken a commanding lead at this point. I don't know if you've clinched the season yet. I mean, that's there's a lot of games left. I've fallen behind. Um, wait a second. Which movie are you more excited to see? The Sean Payton movie or the Kurt Warner movie? Uh, I don't really... It's, it's going to be neck and neck for which one I see first. It may take years to settle. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see myself... Are they in theaters? What's the deal? Is it Netflix? I don't know. Not sure. One of them might be Netflix. The Kevin James one might be Netflix. I'd probably more likely see the Kurt Warner one. It looks like the Kevin. Ja- it looks like the Kevin James one is a uh, comedy almost. Yeah. Making light of Bounty Gate. I don't know about that. Well. Yeah. It's probably it's probably not good. You had um. Your week last week, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, Vegas. Yeah. You had a crazy win with Tampa Bay. Overtime. An easy win with Tennessee. And Center Vegas, Meyer packing. And Vegas was an oops. That was a mulligan. <laughs> Fucking uh, pick these games. Uh-huh. Uh, but you went two and one, brought you to a total of 21. 22 and one knocking on the door of 500. And I went, I went one and two winning only the Baltimore game, a miracle win, losing the other two, uh, bringing me to uh, you didn't clinch, yeah, 18 and 27. Wait a second. How, I always fuck this up somehow. Oh, no, that's right. Uh, we're good. Okay. All right. Uh, I think we're good. I'll figure it out later. I always do. 14, 17. Yeah, we're good. All right. So, um, brings us to this week, week 15. Uh, I only have one game circled. All right, I'll start. I, I have right. a few, I think. <laughs> I went one uh, so far. All right. I, I, like to, I like to bounce around. I'm not necessarily going to go in order. Uh, all right, so this one came to me a little bit later in the week. Uh, maybe it came to me today, yesterday. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I'm taking the Rams at four and a half against Seattle. I mean, it, listen, it's impossible to pick these games, especially this week, COVID, a lot of, a lot of shit going on. So we're yeah. basically throwing darts here. Yes. Uh, and I just saw that a bunch of guys for the Rams went on COVID. So, you know, with my luck, Stafford and Cup will probably go on tomorrow mm-hmm. and this spread will jump. But maybe Russell Wilson gets it. So, I mean, this spread <laughs> is probably not going to go off at four and a half. But, listen, it's the six degrees of Kevin Bacon in the NFC West. 
Seattle owns San Fran. San Fran owns the Rams. Rams own Seattle. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't care. The Rams, Seattle's won two in a row. I think we've all forgotten just how putrid Seattle is. Rams win. Rams win big. I don't care who's on COVID. Von Miller, uh, Russell Wilson runs for his life all day. Give me the Rams minus four and a half. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot the fucking COVID shit. Oh. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, let me see one. Uh, see if this team is affected by COVID or what. They probably are. I'm going to say yes, they are. Um. All right. It looks like okay. This one doesn't seem to be too affected by it, but I think uh, I'm going with um. I'm going to Denver Mile High Stadium. Denver. Broncos are favored by two and a half over the Bengals. Uh, I feel like this is a game where everybody's going to be on top of Cincinnati. People love Cincinnati. I'd like the, I've liked the Denver defense all year. I think they're a decent, decent enough unit. Um, they'll get a little bit of pressure on the Bengals. I think this is kind of a con- – I don't know what the public, the public is on right now, but I would assume they're on the Bengals. So yeah, call, they call, are. Me, call me a contrarian, but I'm going with the home favorite Denver Broncos. Uh, by two and a half. All right. Also, uh, also the Bengals, uh, not that a cornerback matters against Denver, but the number <laughs> one cornerback is on the COVID list and the right tackle is on the COVID list, is on the uh, injured reserve with an ankle problem. So take that for what you want. All right. Next pick, this is a little off brand for me. Uh, goes against what I've usually uh, liked or preferred mm-hmm. NFL games or just games in general. I'm going with the Titans. I'm actually seeing it as a pick 'em right now. Um, I know they've been a short favorite all week. Uh, this it scares me a little bit, but you know this is normally a spot where I would hop on Pittsburgh home underdog. Uh, you know Roethlisberger versus Tannehill seems like a matchup. But if you if we're gonna if we, let's say the aliens landed in 2021 September and they just watched these two teams play didn't mm-hmm. know anything about the history of football didn't know what you know Steelers Steelers Steel Curtain all that shit they would just point the Titans and be like yeah that team's way better so that's what I'm banking on in this game Titans are better yeah it's in Pittsburgh um, I just think the Titans are a much better team and I and I said a couple weeks ago. I thought Ben had his last big win as a Steeler yeah. against Baltimore. Uh, I'm not saying they're, they're going to necessarily lose out, but I just I, I think Tennessee, you know, they could smell the division. They got a two-game lead on the Colts. You know, who knows what the Colts are going to do Saturday night, but they haven't wrapped up the division yet. You know, they have dreams of being the number one seed. Uh, so I'm just going to – I'm going to bank on Tennessee doing uh, just enough. I don't think it's going to be easy. There may be some uncomfortable moments. Uh, I hope, like, I hope Tannehill is not going to have to drive down the field late. I'm not going to love that. But, you know, the Steelers' defense, man, I mean, they got gashed by Minnesota. And we've, we've seen them give up leads late in games. Like, I, I think – I just think Tennessee's the better team. I think they come out on top and it's, uh, you know, to pick them. They just got to win the game. So, give me Tennessee. Uh, minus zero. Pick them. <laughs> nice. Um... All right, I I gotta go after this team here. I, this is really an anti 
it's really an anti-Panthers pick more than it is a pro-Buffalo pick. But I feel like Buffalo goes home and takes care of business. They're sliding a little bit. I think they come out a little bit pissed. I know Allen's got uh, an injury, but he's going to play. Um, they're favored by 10.5, big number. I, Carolina just cannot run with anybody in the NFL right now. They're a pathetic, sad team. I know Buffalo had problems with a pathetic, sad team earlier this year in Jacksonville. They're not going to do it twice. They're not going to do it. Uh, not going to do it at home um, and not against this team. Uh, I don't know who – it doesn't matter who's playing. If, if uh, Cam's playing or P.J. Walker's playing uh, or the ghost of Sam Darnold is playing, does not matter. Uh, Buffalo just rolls them over in this game. Ten and a half. Give it to me. Okay. Any one more. I had two games in mind. Uh, you know, I said that the last pick I gave was a little off-brand because it was a you know road team that was a, a touch, uh, you know, touch of a favorite. Yep. We're going to change everything I just said, basically throw that all out the window. I'm going to roll the dice with the Ravens getting five and a half at home against Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay is due to have a game where they kind of come back to earth a little bit, maybe struggle. Mm. And, you know, the Ravens have pulled – they've just pulled games out of their asses all year long. Uh, I know Lamar is up in the air. That scares me when I hear rolled ankle, sprained ankle. I assume it's like a week or two injury. So I actually would lean towards him not playing. I'm going to kind of cross my fingers and hope he does. But even if he doesn't play, I just expect, you know, Harbaugh is going to play the home underdog card, home underdog card here. I mean, I think he's going to rile his team up. You know, the Ravens were – everyone was on the Ravens, it seemed like, most of the year. They were the favorite coming into the year to win that division. Um, you know, they were pulling games out of their ass. They were 8-3. and three. I think the last two weeks, the Ravens losing to Pittsburgh and Cleveland, I think people have kind of jumped ship. I think Harbaugh is going to rally the troops. I think, they, uh, I think they give them a good effort defensively, and I think uh, they do just enough. I think they can win the game. So I feel like getting five and a half, I think it's going to be a tight game that goes down to the wire. Give me Baltimore getting five and a half. All right. I like, I like Huntley, even if it's Huntley in there. Obviously Lamar. I just worry about Green Bay's defense. I still, I still, I'm kind of fearful of the Green Bay defense. Not like they're dom- not going to dominate, but if your offense is kind of, lackluster, struggling, or maybe just doesn't have other pieces, I think that's a defense that can have their have their way with you. I'd be worried about that. But I like Huntley, though. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We will see. Oh, boy. All right. Number, pick number three. Pick number six for the week. Chiefs scored too quick. Yeah. Do they go for two? Let's see. Yeah, do they have the cojones? <laughs> Second time saying cojones in the show tonight. Ugh. Stupid games. Um, Vegas and Cleveland, all COVID all-stars right there. Baker's going, taking on the NFL, apparently. Nick um, Mullen starting for the Browns, it looks like. 
good. They have a good chance. They have, I, maybe I should take Cleveland then. <laughs> uh, Indy, New England. That's a good game on Saturday night. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Jets going to Miami. Oof. I mean, nine and a half is a big number, but the Jets stink. Philly is taking on a depleted – Washington's like 20 players, right, on the COVID list? Yeah, and they're all asymptomatic basically, so it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Arizona, Detroit. Dolphins do too. Dolphins have a lot of guys on the COVID list. Yeah. Um, man. All right. I'm doing it. I'm going to Sunday night. I don't know if there's a COVID issue with this game at all, to be honest with you. Uh, but I'm going to Sunday night. New Orleans visiting Tampa Bay. Uh, you know, I don't know. This New Orleans team's weird, right? Uh, yeah, you could say they're a little – they're a touch weird. Trevor Simeon made them really weird for a month there. I don't know what to, I don't know what to make of Taysom. Uh, see, when I put, say things like Taysom Hill, really makes me not want to pick him. Uh, but something about how Taysom Hill played last week looked good last week, right? Didn't look bad. Yeah, I had a great game against the Jets. Shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just have some context when I say shit like that. Um, <laughs> oh man. They only lost a ten to the almost by ten to the Cowboys. <laughs> Eleven, I don't know, man. New Orleans got a decent defense. Kamara's back. Eleven's a big number. Primetime game. Brady's had his issues with the Saints. Yeah, I think you're talking me into it. Had his issues. Like I, mean, I looked I, at it a little bit. I was, I was, I was leaning there. I'm trying to talk myself into it as I'm talking here, talking myself more out of it, but. Uh, Whatever. It's a why not take the oh it's a road dog but uh why not take them in the in division game? New Orleans has something to prove. Taysom Hill has something to prove. Give me New Orleans plus eleven. Let's go. Let's do it. There's my pick. Yeah. I got Denver two and a half. Buffalo minus ten and a half. New Orleans plus eleven. I have the Titans as a at a pick 'em. I have Baltimore getting five and a half, and I have the Rams laying four and a half. There you go. There's your picks. Week 15 in the NFL. I mean, not for nothing. I could absolutely work for uh, whatever the fuck that site is that's on with Moose on Sunday mornings. Uh, Sugar Hill, Sugar Hill Gang, or whatever it is. Oh, yeah, Sugar House. Yeah. My record's not great, but I, I can go there. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen in this game This is for the division Yep Chargers have an excellent chance To run the table if they win this game Are they going to charger this though? They still have it in them Illegal shift So that's very Charger. That's very Charger right there. <laughs> illegal. When I say illegal, yeah, illegal shift. Uh, 
Brandon Staley. You know Brandon Staley's playing to win. One thing about Staley. Ooh. Why are you throwing the Jared Cook? You see the ball this asshole dropped before? No. Going into the end zone. Saints would have beat the Bucks for a third time in the playoffs last year if Jared Cook didn't fumble. He's a stiff. I mean, that was catchable. Tough play, but you gotta go to your you gotta go to Keenan. You gotta go to your deep guy, Williams. You go to old reliable Keenan Keenan Allen. It's gonna be interesting if if this goes to midfield. Oh, he's going deep. Wow, he went for it. He definitely went for it. You're not getting a flag there, Keenan. All right, I think we're going to have overtime. Overtime on Thursday night. Hmm. A little contact, but not enough. I don't know how I fucked up my tally. I gotta go through this fucking week by week tomorrow. Or if I'm missing a game again, second time missing a game. I have no idea how the fuck I did. I'm go- I just going back to Thanksgiving. Wow. Fine on Thanksgiving. Oh no. Fine on Thanksgiving. Chiefs, 17 seconds. Do they try and get in field goal range? Yeah. They have three timeouts? You got Hill. I don't think they have any timeouts. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. They show, they're showing the screen. They usually have like the dashes at the bottom. Yeah, I'm trying to get in field goal range. Yeah, and they yeah. got the whole, whole field, middle of the field to work with. The Chiefs win this game by a field goal. You're going to get the classic push. Thursday night push. Down it. You're sorry. You're you're missing a loss. My mistake. Shit. Twenty one and twenty three. Not twenty one and twenty two. Eleven seconds. I don't know if they're gonna have enough time to get in field goal range. Although they are in a dome. I don't know. It's cold there tonight, though. Could he kick the ball in the cold weather? Oh, fucker. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Hill's quick, man. Oh, not even out there. Never mind. Why is Hill out there? It doesn't make sense. I'll tell you, somebody fucked up. He's trying to, he's trying to get out there, right? Chiefs called a timeout. Yeah. Smart. Smart, Andy. Learn how to use that clock, those timeouts. <laughs> yeah, figure it out in your fourth decade <laughs> in the league. Levens. I mean, you have two plays at the absolute most. Maybe better off just chucking a Hail Mary. Not in this play, but. Yeah, see what, see what you get here. There's no, yeah, no reason not to try something with this offense, though. 
Oh, it's not even a question. Yeah. Especially since like the overtime might come down to a coin toss, the way the teams are moving the ball. Like you gotta take a shot to win it here. Uh oh. Did you All see right. did you see now uh, you're in Hail Mary. Now you're in Hail Mary territory. Did you see the uh the restaurant in Kansas City that took Pat yeah, oh, yeah. brother to task? Yeah, and then they delete they like I don't know if they deleted it or they kind of retracted a little bit. I right run they ran that kid, man. It was great. Yeah, it's out there. I mean if they retracted it or whatever, it's out there. Yeah. Oh, uh, they're kneeling it. Uh, Soft. Give me Mahomes has a fucking arm and a half, man. We why are you kneeling? Yeah, there's no need for that. Chiefs call it in overtime. Call this coin to us. <laughs> Can you bet that? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if you could bet real time coin toss over time. Let's see. Does the winner of the coin toss just go down the field and score a touchdown? Is the question. Um, let's see who wins the coin toss first. See what they call. I think Kansas City does. What do you think they go for? I don't think the Chargers do necessarily. Chargers, Chargers are not going to want to punt or kick a field goal if I know Staley. I don't think the referee should have to go over the rules. These guys are professionals. It's on your head coach to instill the rules in your training camp. Yeah, for, let's get them. Just know the overtime rules. Come on. He called tails. I don't know. Oh, tails. All right. Tails never fails in L.A. <laughs> How much more often do you think Tails is called in an NFL coin toss? Like 80% Tails? Just because it never fails? Yeah, people love Tails. Ah, there's a lot of heads guys too, man. Yeah, I'm a heads guy, but I just think that most people go tails. Do you like heads because because of tails never fails, though? Uh, that's probably part of it. When I played Madden growing up, since I was like seven years old, I called heads. Mm. So I'm not sure if it was an anti-tails thing or I just kind of just stuck to my guns. I'm going to get a coin with uh, two tails on it. Or <laughs> a coin, I mean, when I say gun. Kevin Malone from The Office was a uh, yeah, co-host on Good Morning Football this week. A couple days. Oh, was he? <laughs> I mean, he's got like a book or something coming out. I mean, he's all right. I saw – I think I saw Monday, Sean O'Hara was on. 
Yeah, Sean O'Hara pops in. Yeah, they've been on the do with the Nate Burleson spot. Yeah, they're doing the Jeopardy thing, giving everyone yeah. a try. But they still have Nate on sometimes, though, for uh, something. Oh, yeah. Like a segment, you know. I think he doesn't even, like, he's not there. He just calls in. Man, I got the holiday party tomorrow for work. But like during After work? No, during, during. no, no, during work. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not missing. No, I would have told. Oh, them. I wasn't even. I wasn't even thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and I would have told them. No, no, no. I got something to do. Is this like in the office? It's it's like in a big conference room, man, and like an office, not in where we work. We have like floors in another building. Uh-huh. So uh, trying to. I think I'm gonna be very busy tomorrow. Though. I don't think I can make it. <laughs> oh, you're just not. You're just gonna no show it. Uh, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can. I was told it was optional, not to feel any pressure to go and that kind of stuff. So we'll see. What kind of a spread they give you for food and booze? I, I really don't even care about the food. What do they give you for? What do they give you for booze? Nothing. Zero. What? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Even like the old owners of my building before it like fell apart and was owned by the wrong people and was getting robbed, like they would give us like beer and shit. Yeah, no. Nope. Oh, then yeah, you don't have to go to that. (laughs) I have to think I don't have to, but uh, I'll see if I can actually, you know, office politics and whatnot. Wow, that's... I was I was picturing like those clear like small cups with the cranberry juice in it, a little vodka. Oh, maybe I'll. I just yeah. I just watched the uh, Seinfeld episode where the guy falls off the wagon. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yep, good one. That's an old. That's an. I mean, they're all old now, but I mean, it's an older one. Oh yeah, it's season two, three, yeah. <laughs> cranberry juice. <laughs> Get him a. I was watching all the Christmas Seinfelds this weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's a few. I didn't watch Festivus yet. I'm saving it. Saving, saving it for... Saving for the day, yeah. Saving for the 23rd. Uh, I watched the one where... Christmas card one, Nipple. Oh, wow. Nipple yep. I forgot about that one, yeah. That's one. And then there is... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard keeping the Chiefs out. All the anti-overtime rules, people are going to come out. Well, you better do um, Right. I mean, they already changed the rule once where, like, a field goal yeah. wasn't winning. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Play, you got to play some D. They stopped them enough times this game. They could stop them again. I mean, what do you want? They, they don't have 70 points on the board. And the Chargers did have their chance at the end of regulation, if you want to yeah. play that game. I do. Oh. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, this one, the nipple one, the cranberry juice one where the guy falls off the wagon at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other Christmas episodes. Totally blanking. I watched a couple other ones. I mean, the only one I, only one I could think of before this was the Festivus one. I didn't even remember those other ones. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah, well, it's not always – Oh, there's the one where uh, – see, it's not really Christmas episodes necessarily. Right, right, right. Like some are more than others. There's one where um, – oof, is that a flag? There's the one where Kramer and Mickey play the mall Santa and Elf. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a, it's, it's, I don't know if that's the major the main storyline of the episode, but that's a great one. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, it's in the peri- this, the Christmas is there, but it's not like the main focus. It's on the yeah, they they, they don't really technically have a Christmas. I mean, it's Seinfeld. They're not going to do yeah. Like the Thanksgiving episode is the Macy's parade one, right, where. Right. Jerry has a toothache and he just kind of invites himself to Tim Watley's house. Not like a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> I mean, the Festivus one is probably the most. That's probably, it's like if you had to think of one Christmas episode, oh my God. Wow. Too easy. That was so easy. Kelsey Hill, Kelsey game. That was it. Was there even That's a play it. before that? <sighs> I, Tyree was, Kill. Was it, did they go hit? Wait. Wait, and I'm saying, was it three plays over time, or they have one before? There's one I'm missing. Well, I think it was, there was an incompletion in there. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Kelsey, and, uh, Kelsey incompletion, Hill, Kelsey. Condolences to plus three Chargers betters. That's a tough. That's a mm. tough way to lose. Chad Henney, kind of done about him. Uh, yeah, that's dirty move. Dirty moves. Uh, yeah, I mean that was that was basically all Kelsey. You know, yeah. found the soft spot in the defense, and then it was all him. It was a video game joystick. Zigging and zagging. Yeah, bang. One more, bang. A whoop. Yeah. Congrats to those who had Kelsey and uh, Mahomes in the fantasy playoffs. I guess too. That's that's big. That's a great. Half your team's probably. Yeah. I <laughs> haven't seen this one in a long time. This two-handed. Pumping the football into the end zone. Yeah. That one in a while. That's a good one. It's a classic. All right. Well, Chiefs clinched the AFC West. That's, that'll just about do it. Yeah. 10 and 4. Back from the dead. <laughs> they are contenders. They are legit. They've put the AFC West in their rear view mirrors. Now uh, get a little greedy, try and get that one seed. Yep. All right. All right. I watched a couple of uh, Family Guy Christmas episodes recently. Oh, yeah. Uh, them, right? Yeah, I watched two of them. I watched one where Patrick Swayze shows up. Oh, I don't even remember Peter, that one. I forget exactly. He takes Peter. It's like a Scrooge one. I don't know. He's like, oh, the family goes to to uh, Lois's in-laws or Lois's family's house because Peter's a dick. And uh, anyway, he's like, you know, he's a little Scrooge episode. And then the one where Stewie and Brian go to the North Pole. That is a dark, dark episode. Is it? Yeah. Santa's running ragged. <laughs> yeah, the elves are like inbred. The <laughs> and the uh and the reindeer are rabid and uh they eat the dead elves. Oh wow. Oh yeah. that rings a bell now. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, but it was also funnier than I remember. So I remember watching it being like, holy shit, like this is just dark, but it was pretty funny too. Yeah, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian and Stu have to save Christmas, but instead they go into somebody's house and they kill like a dude and his tie up his wife and scare a kid like half to death. 
they don't really save Christmas. But they saved Santa's no. life, though, because, you know, he was ill. That's what's important. You know, someone's got to deliver the toys. All right, let me get this one out. All right. All right. Good show, man. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right? See you. Later.